work that they did, the apostles, is to be carried on. Praise God for that. That's up to us. I'm determined to carry on what God says to do. Where's the hey, amens, a hallelujahs? No matter what's happening around us, no matter what people are doing, no matter how many people are fading away by the wayside, how many are departing. I give the praise team a, a verse on Thursday night. It's the 666 verse of the Bible. John chapter 6, verse 66. And he says, many of his disciples departed from Jesus. We're seeing that in the day and age we're living in right before the Antichrist pokes his ugly head up. But can I tell you, I've read the back of the book and we win. Isn't that good to know? That's shouting ground on that one. Let everybody faded by the wayside, but we're part of the winning group. We are victorious, praise God. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, I'm a realist like anybody else. And there's times you have things. Life is real. Things happen to you. But let's read from Acts chapter 28, 1 through 6. Stand for the reading of God's word, if you would, please. I'm going to let you participate with me. I'm going to start off reading. Maybe I'll get the first verse done, but I want you to continue until you get down to verse 6. I want to hear you in concert with the things of God in one accord. Let's begin reading. Now, when they had escaped, they found out that the island was called Malta. Expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time, they saw no harm to him. They changed their minds and said that he was a God. Touch your neighbor and tell him it'll come out in the fire. Oh, praise God. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Let me begin delaying some groundwork. I'm not going to finish this message today. It's a two-part message. Uh, I will try to do my best next week to finish it. I do have four points I want to bring out from these few scriptures we have. So anticipate some good things. Touch your neighbor says, get ready. You cannot live life and not have questions. <laughs> Sometimes those questions come because of pains or some chaos that happens in your life. How many's ever had some pain in your life? How many's ever had chaos in your life? <laughs> Things that are going on, where is this coming from? <laughs> See, every single one of us uh, have those, and you have questions. Now, how many's ever asked God why? Let's be honest. We all ask God why. That doesn't mean that you're disrespecting who he is. Or going against his authority. You're just wanting to know. How many's ever had a child come up to you? Why? <laughs> Sitting, why? What if you just says, just take what I said? 
But see, that little child is inquisitive and they're wanting to learn. When you go through certain situations and you ask God, what's going on? You're trying to understand. See, that's not being a, a, a rebellious child. You're just inquisitive. What's happening in my life? What's going on in my life? See, sometimes you just need to learn. We're still children, aren't we? No matter what you go through. And sometimes when you look at a little child and they want to do certain things, how many of you have those little children get under your nerves? Not you, brother. <laughs> when you have Ada <laughs> running around with like a house on fire. I want, I want, I want to go, 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 go. And Gwen says, I'm going to take it easy with my book. <laughs> I just want to learn. Good children, we love them. See, when you go through certain things and you start asking, you just want to know. But let me say this. You are a testimony. How do you win the victory? How do you know? How do you become an overcomer? By your testimony. By the blood of the lamb and your testimony. See, your life is a testimony. Your life, it gives a testament of what has been going on in your, in your circumstance. See, what most people... They will hear you, but they don't always believe you. So you can talk about <laughs> your faith all day long, but they want to see a witness from you. Can I get a witness? Yeah. How you act in the things that you go through shows your God and shows your faith. There's a lot of people who get crushed under so many things and people says where's your god now some of you came in as the spirit god gave says you've been burdened down for a long time instead of saying look what the lord has done you're saying look what i'm going through i don't want to praise him for what i'm going through i want to praise him for what he's getting ready to do in my life i may be going through it, but thank god i'm going through it. i'm not staying here I may be walking by the valley of the shadow of death, but I'm walking through it and I'm not staying there. <laughs> All my enemies may kind of see, they are wanting to see a witness of your faith in action. They don't, you can talk all day long, but they want to see. If you come down with the mullet grubs all the time, they're going to say, what kind of God do you serve? What kind of Jesus did you, do you have? Can I put it this way? And let me put it in, in natural terms. You're a sermon in the flesh. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. It says, you are an epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. People are watching your lives. People are watching what you say, but they watch how you act, how you respond. Are you just like the world? Or are you like, Jesus. There's a lot of people who says, I'm Christian. I'm, uh, I'm supposed to be like Christ. But their language, their actions doesn't speak that at all. I work with all kinds. I, I, anymore, people says, yeah, I go to this church. I'm a Christian. Okay, we'll see what happens. Will your walk add up to your talk? In other words, sometimes God will allow you <laughs> to go through so you may be put on display. I know you didn't want to hear this message, but I'm telling you right now, there are times, and as I get down to this, you're going to see God's blessings in your life. 
Sometimes when you go through things, your pain is his gain. Let that sink in. Say, my pain will be his gain. Say that again with affirmity. My pain will be his gain. And we understand it. So others will see that who your God is. Others can behold your God. How many have ever been through the situations and said, God, why am I going through this? Then at the end of that, somebody got saved. How many have ever been there before? How many almost quit? <laughs> left a job maybe or uh, left this and maybe God planted you for that purpose. Trust me, I struggle just like anybody else. God, why do you have me here? I finally got to tell my boss one time, he says, uh, he was going through some things and I said, yeah, God's got me here because of you. <laughs> I says, to witness, to, to show forth. And he goes, maybe that's true. Right now, he's not seeing things. Maybe some others around you are looking at your life. Uh, you say you trust God. Well, well, how's it going? See, it's one thing to claim something, but it's another thing to realize that God will bring you through everything. See, I've been around long enough. See, I can claim this is my year. I can claim this is my time. How many ever done that before? And there was those times, but I'm telling you, every time you start claiming that, you step into that year, you know what's going to happen? You're going to see sunshine and rain. You're going to see pleasure and pain. You're going to see good days and bad days. But it's the your year. How many ever seen those years? I've already seen it this year already. I've had the sunshine and rain, and there's been times enough rain. We need more sunshine, and we had it yesterday. Martha looked at me, she says, man, you got red. I said, when you're in the glow of the sun, it glows through you. <laughs> See, the truth is that when you go through things, and you have those things hit you, Let me put it this way, because after you go through one thing, you're going to hit another snag, but people are watching your life. People are saying, what's going on? What's happening? How are you making it? How can you come through unscathed? How can you come through looking, shining like you would do? Even there's times <laughs> I've done this. I says, God, the devil's been around me. <laughs> I've been through it. I've done my quota enough. How many's ever said that before? God, I've had my quota for this year. I've had my quota for a lifetime. Enough is enough. In other words, I tell the devil, you've been camping on my background, my yard long enough. Go visit somebody else. How many's ever said that before? Get off my back for a little while. But how many know sometimes God will use circumstances to reveal who he truly is? Can I tell you some scripture? So it seems to me when you want God to show up, he shows up when there's trouble. For the Lord is present in trouble. <laughs> how many can say amen to that one now? For he is present help in trouble. You know what scripture says? Not from trouble, but in trouble. Psalms 46 says that. God is my refuge and strength and a very present help in what? 
He's present when you're in trouble. He's present when you need him. He's present, and that's what he was saying this morning. Look to him. Don't be downhearted. Don't be heavy laden, but look to him and let him lift the load from you. Paul was faced with this. Let's look at Paul, what happened to him. He was in a shipwreck. He was a prisoner for the gospel's sake. And the ship broke apart because it comes to this place and this point. <laughs> He'd already been a prisoner, already suffered quite a bit. And now look what happened to him. And now he's got a shipwreck. If anybody should have had the mully grubs, he should have. Most of the time, we need to see God work in our trouble so others can see that there's a God that can help them out of their trouble. Paul survived it. Over his life, Paul had been beaten. He'd been left for dead. He'd been ostracized. He was scorned by his peers, rejected by the religious community, and numerous other things I could bring up. But now Paul in this shipwreck, he had escaped, according to the scriptures on boards, with the rest of the crew coming on board, soldiers, hanging on for dear life. <laughs> when he got to the shore, he, I'm sure he was out of breath and he didn't have anything left. Literally, nothing left. Have you ever felt like... <laughs> You just made it? How many of you ever felt like that before? Whew, just made it. I just kind of got through that. But I want to point out some things from scriptures. We said, I laid some groundwork here. The first point I want to bring up to you, I want to give to you, is the provision of God. Even in your trouble, even in your circumstance, God will provide. Say that with me. God will provide. See, look what happened. See, when you run out of everything, that is when you see God's provision. When you have no money in the bank, when you are left with no friends, maybe mother's hubbard's cupboard is bare, then all of a sudden God can show up and provide for you divine provision. Let's look at this, what happened with Paul. Landed on the shore, all wet, cold, I'm sure. Didn't have any food. Didn't have really anybody around him. He lost everything. And he sees a fire. Provision. Sometimes we want the big things, but God says, I'm gonna give you what takes care of your need. A fire to warm you, to dry you out, to give you some strength and some areas that you need, some light. You know, one thing I realized going through situations, I cry out to God. I used to cry out to God quite a bit. And you know what I used to tell God about the situation, about the problem? And then I would try to tell him, this is what you need to do, God. God, this is what you need to do on my behalf. But can I tell you that God's not sitting on the throne not knowing what's going on? <laughs> he knows what's happening in your life. He understands what you're going through. And now we see him set a fire. And it wasn't the church folk come to his rescue. It was the natives of that land, that, he, that island, Malta, 
It was the heathen, as we would call it. They provided a fire. They made him feel welcome. God made a provision for him. See, God knows what you have need of, and he will provide for you. Paul was in a shipwreck, and he landed on the earth, nothing left, and God says, I'll take care of you. Let me tell you, when everybody else forsakes you, God will still be there for you, church. He makes provision. He is a God that will supply your every need. If you'll let him. See, God always makes a way. For every problem, there's a solution with God. For every down, there is an up with God. For every adversity, there is the power of God waiting to show himself through you and the circumstance. See, if I have a problem, God has a provision. You'll catch on, you'll pay attention what's going on. That's what you need to do with God, pay attention. Because God has a way for you. God will make a way for you where there seemeth to be no way. God will feed his children. God will clothe his children. God knows how to bring you out of a wilderness. God will take you from a shipwreck or a wreck and put you in a place of provision for your life. Amen. He saved him. How many knows God saved you? God provided for you. God will help you. There is provision, divine provision from God. That's what we see, what Paul is saying. Towards the end of Acts, God was still providing for Paul. See, you've got a call in your life. We've got a mission to fulfill. Now is not the time to look to the right or the left, but look to God, for God is our provision. God is our hope. God is the one that will provide everything we have need of. When I, we have a problem, God will bring the provision. God will bring the answer to that solution that you need. God has the solution. Yeah. Paul landed ashore, again, cold, wet. But when he got close to the fire, provision. See, God has a way of setting you up. Sometimes the things you go through, sometimes you think, God, I'm the only one going through. And you start crying. You're boo-hooing, boo-hooing, boo-hooing. And I've been there. God, no one's been through what I've been through. No one's gone in my heartbeat that I've gone through. No one's doing the things that, that I'm the only one. How many of you ever felt that way before? Be honest. You're not alone. Elijah thought he was alone. But then God finally spoke to him. He said, I've got 7,000 haven't even bowed yet. You're not by yourself. I'm with you. See, God has a way of setting up so he can provide the provision that you truly need. And God will give you the provision that you need in your life. Far too many people looking out source, outside sources and thinking, God, are you going to provide? There's been many times that God says, no, this is not for you. I got something better for you. And thank God I've listened. But there's been other times, God, I don't think you're going to come through. So I'm going to help you out. Nobody's ever done that before. God, you're a little bit slow to provide. I've been in this shipwreck. I almost drowned. He could have gotten the molly grubs, but he didn't. He looked around. God provided for him. See, God knows how to send a blessing. Can I be as honest as I can? He's already sent his word out to bless you. Some of you haven't found it yet. And the Bible says that his word does not return void. His word will not return void unto you. God will accomplish what he said he would do for you. 
something that I noticed that it will, his word will overtake you. You know what that word overtake means? Can I give you a good illustration? But I won't do it. He'll tackle you with his word. If you ever seen football, they, they tackle one another. I'm going after that guy. He's got the ball. You know what God's word does? I'm going after him. I sent the word came from God. I want to tackle him. I'm going to put him down and bless him like he, if, he, he, if he doesn't want it, I'm going to give it to him anyway because God says I want to have it. I want him to have it. That's what God says about you. I want you to be blessed. God wants you to be provided for. God knows how to provide for your life. Paul didn't have anything left. But so many times we get so in a, a molly grubs because, God, look what's happening in my life. I don't have this, and everybody else has got this. And God says, I got your provision. Yes. I got what you have need. I've sent my word already to you, and now it will not return to me void. Yes. It will come to me back with full and accomplish what he said he would do. Hallelujah. Let me shout on that one just a minute. My children will be saved. Yes. God will provide for me a place. Can I be as honest as I can? We've been searching for a place, and I know, and I've been thanking God for the place that God's going to take us to. This church, we got a place that God's got prepared for us. I know within my spirit, God says, be thankful for what I'm getting ready to give to you. Glory to God. His word will not return void. Others may be mocking and looking, says, what's going on? Others try to count you out, but can I tell you, God knows how to raise you up. Yes. Glory to God. Say this, God is my provider. God provided a fire for Paul. A small thing, you say, but we need to provide, praise God for his provision. Yes. Say, praise the Lord. Praise say, praise him. Praise huh. Above all that we can ask or think, God knows how to give you what you have need of. He made provision for you, and he does, and he will continue to make provision. See, God provided fire for through those native, natives. Even sometimes you think, well, the church folk could take care of me. God will use what he needs to use to bless you. There's some people that don't like you, but they will bless you. <laughs> there's some people that will look at you and says i really don't like you but i don't know why i'm doing this and god will use those people that really don't like you but they'll bless you something i noticed with paul though he didn't take the provision for granted you know what he did he started adding to what god gave i like the example of that well we got a fire here but i've got to keep it burning when he did he wouldn't start picking up sticks he added sticks to the fire. When's the last time you added to what God's given you? When's the last time you started picking up sticks to kind of go along with what God's already given you? God's placed you here on this earth that you can do what you call, he's called you to do. He says, well, I'm not going to sit by the wayside. I'm just not going to sit here and just get all the blessings and just enjoy myself. I'm going to be part of the solution and part of the adding on to what God's already given. And I want to be a provider of what God's already done. So I'm going to pick up my portion and place it on the fire so we can all be warm. Let me ask a question. How are you adding to God's provision? You want God to give to you? God says, now I've given, now add to We've got an America that wants it all. We got politicians says, ha, we need you to get everything paid for. We want you to have it all. 
And God will provide. But then he wants you to step into the gap. He wants you to step into and do what you're called to do. Every time you start gathering, though, something I notice, and some of you have been gathering, some of you have been adding, some of you have been doing those good things. See, but when you gather some things, sometimes you get some things that you didn't really think it was there. You know, Jesus gathered 12 disciples. The Bible says those are the ones he really gathered. The others were just kind of going by the walk with him and kind of walking with him. And sometimes you get some things that you didn't think says because Jesus got one, a Judas. Sometimes you're gathering those things that seemed like something in the wood. Have you ever had something in the wood that you've been gathering? How many ever gathered some things and you found, ooh. There was a missionary that in <clears throat> Belize when we first started going in, he was a Baptist man and God called him. He was a Navy man. And he retired from the Navy, and God says, I want you to go to Belize and start a work there. And so he didn't know anything was going, so he finally found a piece of land that he was able to get a hold of and started working to build. And, and over there, they got these uh, snakes. You get bit with them, and you could die instantaneously. And they only have clinics and one big hospital. They were four hours from the hospital. Two hours from a clinic. He said he got a, a gentleman to come alongside him to help him that knew some language and knew some culture there, was helping him out, and they were cleaning up some things, and all of a sudden, there was a snake that bit that young man. And this Navy guy was by himself. Didn't know anybody around. This guy was his kind of like a guide. His thing. And it was one of those venomous snakes and he dropped instantaneously. He said, I was taught that God can't heal. God can't do anything today. God is not doing it. He says, just kind of live life. Go spread the gospel, and then that's pretty much it. He says, I found myself on my knees. said, God, how do I deal with this? He says, this is the only one you've given me. Don't let him die. <laughs> he went to go get some help, load him up in a vehicle, Went to the clinic. Clinic says, we can't do anything for him. So he has to drive another two hours, which is a total of four hours to get to the hospital. He gets to the hospital and the doctors come out and says, I don't think he is going to survive. Get ready to take him back as a dead man. He went to the waiting room and started crying out to God. He says, God, you told me you're going to provide for me. God, now look what is happening. We're doing what you've called me to do. And now someone that you give to me is going to be taken away from me. God, I will have nothing left to get a going in this. He says, you need to move. You need to heal this man. He finally fell asleep. He woke up in the morning went into the, his room, that boy's room here and walked the doctor, says, I don't know what took place, but the hand of someone come in and removed everything of venomous that was in this body, boy's body. That boy looked at him and he says, why are we here? Let's get back working. He said, I learned the provision of God in a place that I didn't have anything, a place that nobody could be around because I didn't need this boy. And all of a sudden he was going to be gone, but God supplied the need. Can I give you an answer to what you've been going through? God, 
Can I give you the solution? God. Can I give you some help? God. That's what Paul was looking to. God. He was obeying God. He was on a journey to go to the emperor and says, God, you're not done with me yet. So no matter what's happening, God's going to provide for me. He's a providing God. Thank God he provided. But something was in his wood. He gathered it. It latched a hold of him. There's some that are so worried because it says, well, if I gathered and I have something happening, they stop gathering. They're so fearful and intimidated by what they may find. Now is not the time to be fearful or intimidated, but believe what God says. Even though there was a venomous snake, a viper that was in those woods, the sticks, you know what Paul did? He kept picking them up and taking them in. There's some that even stopped living. They put a shell around themselves. Well, I'm not going to get involved. And you know what they did? They become captive to themselves. There's some that even put Novocaine in their heart so they couldn't even feel anything. They become numb anymore. God wants you to feel. God wants you to understand. He is the provider of everything we've got. And it's done in the fire. It's done by the fire. God says, I've got a fire. You know what? He gave us the Holy Ghost and fire. He gave us the Holy Ghost and fire. One more time. The Holy Ghost and fire. God wants to let you know, I've already given you a provision. Say, he's my provider. Point number two. And I'll go through this as quickly as I can. Protection. He provides, protects. I thank God he has a protected, he's protected me when I need protected. How many can say amen? amen. When you didn't realize it, Brother Ali already gave us a, a testimony uh, a few Sundays ago, and I was so thankful he did. Ever described that? He said that he seen the back end of that semi or the front end. That's what it was, the grill. And he said that all they could do is rely upon God, rely upon Jesus. Aren't you glad he walked in here today? Aren't you glad that God provided provision for our brother? There's been many a times God provided protection for you and provided for you, and he gave you that protection. Just in case a snake may be in your wood, your sticks, God can protect you. Just in case you find something that you didn't realize was there. Just in case you find an enemy that's been camping around you, God knows how to protect you. He is my protector, my provider. He is the one that will do all that he said he would do. In other words, he gives divine protection. Thank God he does. That many a times I've been driving when I was, had been working uh, late uh, shifts and going home, and I've been tired. And all of a sudden, I find myself whirving off the road just a little bit. How many's ever been there before? You stick your head out trying to keep the wind hitting you. Even in the cold, it doesn't always work. Then all of a sudden, there was time when I was dating Martha. I was heading over there, and I just got off work late, working late, and I found myself dozing off, but it felt like God's hand just took my car and put me back where I needed to be. Can I tell you God's invisible hand can come move for you? God's angels surround you, and he encamps around about those who fear the Lord. Thank God for his angels. Thank God for his protection. Thank 
Thank God for his provision. Thank God he knows how to give what his children needs. At every moment, every time, thank God I've seen his hand do it time and time again. Even in the ministry since we've been here, God's protected this place. God's protected the daycare. God's protected in every way, shape, and form. There was one time I had a young lady before I met Martha ask me for a picture of me. Sure, you can have a picture of me. And she'd done all kinds of things. She was, I didn't know she was part of the witch band. She tried to cast spells on me. Then she says, well, if I can't do that, says, we'll kind of make a pact. Maybe he can come make love to me. I says, you're off your rocker. And I was seeing her in, in one of the stores in town. It's no longer there anymore. And she'd come up to me. She goes, you can have your picture. And she goes, what's wrong with it? And I go, it's just a picture. And then she says, she tried to tell me what she was doing. I looked at her. I says, I'm a child of God. She goes, you're a believer in Jesus? Yes, no wonder. And she'd never get around me anymore. God protected me even at the time when a picture, a little picture. There was a time we had a lady that come here. Her and her little girl came here and she was attending here, not knowing what was going on. How many know sometimes the enemy will try to plant people around you, try to bring some harm to you? But how many knows God knows how to protect his own? And she was coming in and all of a sudden she was starting to feel the presence of the Lord. And you could tell she was wanting something. And one day she she was up here and we were praying for her and her little daughter started acting up and her little daughter was possessed and the spirit of God says I want you to have her sit down and be quiet and sometimes she was doing all this I said it's time for you to sit down and be quiet I wasn't talking to the little girl I was talking to the spirit see God knows how to bless his children protect his children God knows how to reveal at the right time what needs to take place I could tell you story after story how God's protected and you are here because of his protection because of what God says he wants to protect his children you know what happened with Paul God protected him even when the snake grabbed a hold of him now the Bible says that snake dug deep and the venom was going through him Praise God for protection. Praise God for protection. You know what the people were watching? People were looking at him. You're going to die. You're going to fall over dead. But when you're in God's protection, God knows how to raise you up. Amen. God knows how to bring things in line. See, one thing I realize, I'm part of the seed of Abraham. And by the seed of Abraham... What did God say to Abraham? Those that curse you, I will curse. You know what he did? He reversed the curse. He will reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Jesus was cursed that I didn't have to be cursed. Jesus hung on the cross that I don't have to be, take those things that the enemy tries to say, you, it belongs to you. No, I don't have to. I'm not cursed because he already took the curse for me. Praise God. I am a blessed child of God. I'm protected by God's mighty and wonderful hand. We need to praise God for what he has given us. We need to thank God for his protection. See, no weapon formed against me shall prosper and shall accomplish what it set out to do because of God's provision, God's protecting hand. Praise God for that. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. 
The Lord is all that I have need of. See, God protected when that snake grabbed a hold of Paul. They were watching him to keel over, but Paul wasn't done yet. Paul's journey wasn't done yet, and your journey's not done yet. God has got some work for you to do. God's got some things for you to do. God's going to protect you, church. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your protection. Thank you that even though I may not have seen it, you protected me. Thank God at the times when I was doing some crazy things and I didn't really understand it, but you protected me in those times when I was doing those crazy things. See, Paul was bitten, but it did not stop. What was going on? God had his hand on him. Now you say, well, then why didn't God stop the viper? Why didn't God stop the thing that was happening to Paul? See, can I tell you, sometimes what you go through, God's going to use. Sometimes the places you get involved in, whether it's your coworkers, your work, your family, your friends, the areas of your life, sometimes you're thinking, they're biting me. Yeah, God's wanting to show himself through you. You're a sermon walking around. You're a testimony. Can I get a witness in the house? Can I get a witness in the house? See, that's what they want to see, a witness of what God is wanting to do. See, that viper was not restricted by God. It may have bit him, but you know what? That viper was slung off. I said sometimes being snake bit. How many remember that message? That sometimes when you get snake bit, you need to cast him off in the Holy Ghost and fire and let God do what he needs to do with that viper. Satan himself tries to get a hold of you and tries to put some things on you, but you need to rise up and say, look what the Lord has done. See, God protected him. No venom was in his veins. No, the venom was already injecting into his body. Paul stood there and says, I've got a mission to do and nothing's going to stop me to do what I need to do from God, for God. God protected him. But there's one thing that I noticed this. How many's ever had those times when the enemy bites you or something happens privately? It's just you. Things happen to you and you're, you're going to, but what about when it happens publicly when it's out in the open it humiliates you at times it brings a feeling what's the use paul was done openly he was bitten openly and you know what they did it was bad enough to get bit but they started gossiping they started talking oh yeah look at him he come from the sea he must have been a murderer they started gossiping about him. How many ever had people gossip about you, talk about you? Oh, he's always rocker. He's not going to make it. Yeah, they started a church up there, but they didn't need another church up there. They didn't need to do anything like there. But God says, I want you to go, and we ain't done yet, church. We've got some things that need to take care, that, that needs to be done for the kingdom of God. Even though the enemy tries to reach out and bite you, you know what? We're still standing. Amen. Tell your neighbor, says, I'm still standing. I'm still here. <laughs> That's what was happening with uh, Paul. They were publicly looking at him, saying, you're going to die. But God had his protective hand on his life. No matter what they may say about you, when God's got his hand on you, you're going to come through unscathed. You're going to come through and you're going to say, what has happened? And you can say, look what the Lord has done. He's healed my body. He touched my mind. And he saved me just in time. Amen. 
even though it was publicly, God used it. On his way to do the journey, on his own, on the journey to do what God called him to do. Sometimes when you go through problems and troubles, you're thinking, God, what's going on? What's happening? And you may even feel the bites. But can I tell you, God will bring you out of every trouble. God is allowing you to go through some things. That's the fact of the matter. So many people seem to think that because you're a Christian, you never go through things. I want to be as real as I possibly can. You go through some things. That should be an amen for everybody. If you haven't gone through something, then uh, let me, can we cash in on what you've got? Life brings some things. Life, it happens. It just, it's there. It happens to you. But through all that, God will provide. And through all that, God will protect. And through all that, God will do what he said he would do to you because he's got a mission for you. He's got a job for you. So don't get down and out. Say, God, I'm the only one. You know what? Look what Paul went through. But yet he stood the test of time. And the publicly, they started looking at him. What's going on? Those around you are watching you. Some of you, they're waiting, says, that. I'll see how long you're going to take to die. I'm sure they was gossiping. He says, yep, go call the coroner. Some of you have started out for the Lord, and some of you, they're looking and says, how long will you be? How long will you take? They're looking at their watch. Some will ask us, how you doing? They're not really asking how you doing. They want to see how long you're going to last. How long will you take to do what God's called you to do? Trust me, I've been there. But when you stay, remain standing, then all of a sudden they can see God through you. They can see your faith in God through you. They can see that something's going on publicly. They can say, put the watch away. Stop calling the corner. He's alive and well on planet Earth. Can I tell you the church of Jesus Christ is alive and well on planet earth? And God has always provided for his church. God has always protected his church and he ain't going to stop yet. Thank God he ain't going to stop for you either. God is protecting. God will protect. How many ever been protected by from an enemy? What about from your friends? So-called friends. What about some family members? Sometimes God will even protect you from yourself. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there and I've gone down a path. I'm going, God, you protect me from myself. <laughs> I've done some things. I've been as open as I can, church. Life is real. But without Jesus, it's not the real deal. I don't see how people make it. Other people turn to this and that and trying to satisfy this and trying to get by because of what's happening. But when we turn to God, God will supply for you and God not only supply, he'll protect you. Like I said, some are just waiting for you to kill over. Touch your neighbor says, it ain't over yet though. It ain't over until God says it's over. It ain't over until God says it's over. I got two more points and I don't have time to go over them. I've been studying and looking things, but I, I want to be as real as I can. We're living in times of the end. And not everybody's wanting to serve God. Not everybody's wanting to follow God. And they're just waiting for you to just quit. They're waiting you, they're just looking, so I, I give them time. 
When I first started serving God, I had my relatives look at me and says, yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. I had some cousins. We'll see how long it lasts. Well, 20 years later, yeah, yeah, you've lasted this long, but we'll, you ain't hit some hard times yet. Well, we hit some hard times. And then they started hitting hard times. How did you make it? How did you survive? How did you survive that situation in life? How did you survive when they started gossiping about you? How did you survive when the family members was kind of putting you off the sideline? And the way I looked at them, I says, my God is more than enough. <laughs> my God knows how to provide. My no God knows how to protect. And he knows how to keep. He knows how to do what he said he would do. And he will provide for you, church. He will protect you in everything. You've got to look to him. Even though they're saying, time's up but you're still standing. Time is done over for him. They looked at Paul and says, you should be dead, but you're still standing there. You should be dead and gone. The world says the church needs to be silent. No more silence. We need to rise up. Look what the Lord is getting ready to do. He's coming back. He's coming back at your church. That stood the test of time. It ain't over yet. We're moving forward. We're an army for the kingdom of God. We're soldiers in this thing. And we need to hang on, church. Even when the viper comes out and bites you and grabs you and seems to won't let go, you just sling him off in the Holy Ghost and fire and watch what God says. I'll keep you. And others will say, how do you make it? Because of God himself. Amen. Glory to God. Let me encourage you. As we see from this lesson that we're looking to, this message of fire, it will all come to the fire. Paul had the fire. He didn't provide it. God provided it. He used some people that he didn't know, but they provided it. There may be times that God will use people you didn't know. And story after story, how God provided in ways. And sometimes when you're going right in it and you're in the midst of a storm, you're in the midst of a, a crisis, God, I don't see how I can make it. But all I can do is lift my head up. For my Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. Can I say that again? My Redeemer lives. And he lives to ever intercede for you and I to come to your rescue at any moment. I don't care what trouble you've been going through. I don't care what it looks like. It may be in all hell is broken against you. You stand your ground and see what God will do. He'll provide for you. He'll protect you. He'll take you through. And then when the public looks, says their God is real. Something's going on there because they looked at him. And they says, uh, he should be dead, but he must be a God. <laughs> they turned their opinions around. They turned their public uh, statements around. He was this way. He should have been dead, but look at him. He's still going. You know what? Then they will trust God. If you read the rest of it, you can find out what happened. Revival broke out on that land because God had already set things in order. Your, your walk is ordered by the Lord. You may think you've been doing it. You may think you're going on your own strength. I'm telling you, God is the one that gives you strength. Stand your feet if you would, please.